shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Felicia, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Francois. This is episode 17, recapping the final week of the regular season for the Liberty. This week was a tough task facing the Dallas Wings on Tuesday, the LA Sparks on Thursday, and the Washington Mystics on Sunday. Let's get into it and start with the Dallas game, which was a nail-biter. A nail-biter, definitely, and it definitely felt like it was a playoff game, don't you think, Felicia? Like the intensity, the back and forth between the two teams, it was very stressful, but also beautiful to watch, and... I felt like the Liberty definitely played that game because they had a point to prove. Uh, we remember, and to be fair, it might have been the uh, the turning point of the Liberty season when Dallas won uh, this Camp Day game on, on mm-hmm. July 19th. Uh, pretty comfortably, even though the score was 98 to 88 uh, back in July. But just the way the, the Dallas Wings played that game was so dominant that you know, they, they really shook the Liberty up. And mm-hmm. so I felt like this game, I felt like the Liberty really wanted to uh, prove something. But Dallas is definitely a tough matchup. I feel like if we had to face them in the playoff, uh, it would be really hard. It turns out in the end that they're going to be on the other side of the playoff bracket. But what do you make of this Dallas Wings team, Felicia? It's a tough team, and it's been a tough team for the Liberty this season. You know, after... Uh, the July game after that loss, you know, I think the Liberty just they got a gut check mm-hmm. and they needed that. And I think from that game, you saw the Liberty kind of reassess, reevaluate and come out stronger. I think from that loss, it, it pushed them and motivated them to come out even stronger. And they've had a great run since. So I think, you know, not seeing um Dallas this whole time since then you know they had something to prove they needed to make sure that you know we're not just gonna lose easily you're not gonna have a comfortable win against us and so this was a really tough game it it definitely had playoff vibes uh in this game and you could just tell the intensity was on from the beginning um Stewie Laney I mean they were your leading scorers and so they definitely had a, a big game plan here. and But also on the other side for the wings with Sabali. Um, the unicorn. <laughs> as we call her, the unicorn. I mean, there wasn't much she could do. That the, the shots were going down for her. She was on fire. And so, you know, this was a tough game. And, you know, they knew that. This is, this is a really good team. And, you know, they're in the playoffs. So this was a game that, I was ready to see, like, okay, with all this, all these games the Liberty has played against other teams, Vegas and others, I wanted to see how they were going to play Dallas again because it's been so long since they've played them. And it was a nail-biter. It, it, it went in waves, you know. Dallas had a run and the Liberty had a little bit of a run. And defense was crucial, you know, again. But Nyja, what can you say about her? <laughs> I mean, it is... She was a bucket getter, but she was also playing her role on defense. And it's tough. It's a tough matchup, you know, guarding Arike and even at 
you know, at the end being on Sabley, but she did a she did a phenomenal job in this game. Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely the the reason why I was saying it's a tough matchup is not only do they have a lot of centers, uh, very physical centers that you know the Liberty can only match up with so you know so much. Yeah. I mean, they have obviously John Carl Jones, uh, Brianna Stewart, Dawson from the bench, uh, Anshu, and even though unfortunately she doesn't play a lot. But, you know, you have so many centers, and then you have a player like Sabali that can do pretty much a bit of everything. It's really hard to figure out, like, I, I kept telling you during the game, like, okay, like, who's, who's going to got Sabali? Because then you also have to worry about Enrique Agumbawale, and Enrique yeah. is usually doing pretty well against us uh, every time we, we're facing her and, and the wing. So, um, yeah, I was, I was definitely, like, you know, worried as to, like, how they were going to contain them. And... And what really surprised me is the physicality as well of, of Dallas. Like, they really, like, I think I've noticed that there's a lot of teams now, I feel like it's the game plan to beat the Liberties to try to be overly physical with them. Because every time you think that you're going to have a cushion against the Liberty and, and give them the final blow, the Liberty never really, like, fall behind for mm-hmm. too long or for too much. And even if, if they do, they always come back. And so... You know, the physicality of, of the wings was really, like, something that I noticed. But, um, yeah, you mentioned Brianna Stewart and, and Benajalini. Uh, they were definitely the offensive force for, for the Liberty because Sabrina had come back from a right calf injury, even though um, Sandy said that, was, you know, they were taking more precautions than anything. Um, they were saying that Sabrina just felt that her body was really tired and she needed a rest. Mm-hmm. And I think it was definitely a good thing, a wise thing. But that game, we could tell that it was definitely not uh, the usual Sabrina. And adding the pressure of also trying to beat uh, Diana Torres's uh, free-per record in the same amount of game, because it was pretty much that game for for her to beat it with the same number of game. I think that kind of added a bit of pressure, and she forced a lot of shots. I mean, she missed shots that she would have normally uh, made but I felt like maybe in the back of her head like she felt the pressure of beating that record and and you could tell physically she wasn't really there she wasn't her usual self yeah I mean you know coming off of that you know precaution with the right calf you know I, I think it just seemed like she was trying a little bit harder than than usual those shots typically go down for her it was an off day you know maybe the you know, getting that three-point record might be in the back of her head. Who knows? But I think the shots were just a little off. Um, maybe she was pushing a little too hard. I'm not sure. But, yeah, it it was one game. I know she she's a shooter. She's going to keep shooting. That's what she does, and it'll come back. It's, it's not going to be gone for long. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then the third quarter, I think when we needed it the most, uh, Brianna Stewart uh, literally took over. I think like I was like looking on Twitter to see people's reactions, and and I also tweeted about about this. She literally took over. And I think that's why I really like what's really impressive with Brianna is that she obviously is one of the superstars of the league. She's you know an extraordinary player, probably one of the best uh, you know female basketball players of of all time. But she doesn't like do it in a in a selfish way. She only mm-hmm. like, you know, get another gear when she feels like the team really needs it. And, you know, 
if there's one thing that I would say maybe could give her the edge for MVP, even though, you know, whether it's Asia or Elisa Thomas or Brenna Stewart, like, you know, all of them could get it, it's the, it's the win shares. And there's a stat from uh, uh, her hoop stats that says uh, the updated win shares formula. The leaders in win shares, this isn't based on the her hoop stats updated. And basically, Brianna Stewart is number one with 9.3 win shares, which means that, you know, she's the decisive factor for the Liberty to, you know, winning all those games. And seeing her taking over in that third quarter, I was so confident that the Liberty were going to take that win. Um, but unfortunately, fourth quarter, uh, Dallas made a comeback. I remember at some point they had a timeout. Right after the timeout, they scored like eight points in a row. Enrique was on fire and tried to really, like, you know, lead a team. And I was like, oh, man, like, this is getting tight at the end of that game. And then it was going back and forth. And then <laughs> the the last play of the game, I think uh, at some point, like, Brenna Stewart had some free throws or they, you know, no, they, she made free throws. Then at some point they got the possession, they missed it, and then they kept the ball uh which allowed to you know kill a bit of time but i don't think they get to score in that last play if i'm not mistaken and then uh last play for dallas uh satu uh with the boys on uh Arika's hand uh they sort of do a play where they don't set a screen but it forces the liberty to switch but Nigel is on Arike uh and managed to afterwards go on satu sabali uh, Satu Sabri manages to create a bit of gap, even though I do feel like she kind of pushed Benaja, takes that shot, the boys in the air forever, rolled over the, the rim, and then... scramble. God knows what happened after that and the pain. That was like a, a wrestling uh, game to fight for the ball. But miraculously, the ball got into Stewie's hand, and that was game over. The Liberty took that game 94-93. What did you make of the, the end of that game? That was a wild ending, but I'm glad Benajah was on Satu. Because mm. I think throughout the game, what you saw was that I think there were moments where whoever, you know, others who defended Satu Sabali, they gave her just a little too much space just that little bit of space created enough for her to make her shots you know even with Stewie hand in the face everything Satu was making her shots and so you know Benajah tends to get closer she tends to engulf you you know that you she makes it annoying and uncomfortable and I think she did just enough for Satu to kind of be uncomfortable that she it did look like she pushed off a little bit but she didn't have time she had to push off and adjust to get that shot up whereas I think with others they give her a little bit of space she doesn't have to push off she doesn't have to do anything she's kind of in rhythm and Mm. so you know she can take that shot and so I think Benaja did just enough to disrupt that shot which thankfully won us the game in the end. Yeah, so it was the last time in the regular season that uh, those two teams were facing each other. So overall, we got two wins and Dallas got one win. They only played each other three times this season. Uh, But, you know, the next time we could potentially face them, it would be in the final because they would face in the first round uh, the Atlanta Dream. And then if they pass the next round, 
uh, they will face the winner of the Las Vegas Aces versus the Chicago Sky. And everybody says that, you know, Dallas could be the dark horse in those playoffs. But it's like they could go to the final and they could even lose in the first round as well. Nobody, I think, would be shocked or surprised because it's been an up and, uh, up and down season for them. But they definitely have the talent. And that was definitely a fun uh, matchup. And I'm happy uh, we got the win. And so now let's move on to the next game that took place this uh, past Thursday against the LS Sparks. And I didn't really know what to expect uh, of that game because uh, the Sparks had a lot of injuries. Uh, Neka and Chine Agumake uh, uh, were out for this game, just as Lexi Brown, we knew that uh, before, uh, prior to this game, that she'll be out for the remainder of the season. Uh, Nia Clouden as well. Um, you know, it's been uh, a hectic season for the Sparks in terms of, of injuries. So you have a team that has a lot of their core players out, but at the same time, they could still uh, hold on to a player spot uh, if they had won that game. So they had everything to play for, whereas the Liberty, even though technically they could still uh, take that number one seed, um, you know, everybody knew that it was going to be very unlikely that the uh, Aces were going to lose uh, two games against the, the Mercury, or if not, just one. So it kind of created this kind of weird start of the game. Even like the crowd, it took, you know, a bit of time for the crowd mm -hmm. to get to the Barclays and even cheer for the team. And the Spikes were hungry. Uh, Leisure Clarendon was everywhere. Uh, they had a really great game. Uh, against their former uh, team, the, the New York Liberty. And then a lot of turnovers uh, for, for the Liberty. So it, it wasn't up for a good start. And once again, for the second time in a row, uh, Sabrina Ionescu was a shell uh, you know, of herself. Um, it was probably like, I don't know, it was shock almost shocking to me how many shots yeah. she made. I don't think she scored any points in the first half, but it's just also the the way she missed her three-point shots, they were way off. Yeah, she was, I believe, 0 for 6 yeah. in the first half. Um, and it just seemed like she was really trying hard to get these threes to go down, but they were off. They weren't crisp. They weren't what we typically see from Sab. And so, you know, obviously you have other players that can do what they need to do as well that picked up, you know, in her place. You had Lainey, you had Stewie. Everyone sort of contributed, even though she had her woes um, in the first half. And I figured by the second half, you know, there'd be some adjustments, and there were definitely for her game. But, you know, I think, you know, first half, you could see the Sparks really wanted this badly. Obviously, they were playing for a playoff spot or mm. they were going to be out. So, you know, um, Clarendon came out on fire. <laughs> Every shot they threw up, it, it, it just looked like it was just going in for, for, yeah. the, for them. So I just think, you know, the L.A. Sparks had more to prove uh, this game than the Liberty. And so they just came out on fire. But again, for the Liberty, I don't think – you know, for them with these last couple games of the season, they're still playing hard. I, I think they might relax a little bit just because, you know, 
you're preparing for the playoffs. You know mm. you're in the playoffs. There's not much to play for right now. But you yeah. don't want to lose either. Yeah, you because know? you still want to like give a good show to the yeah. crowd that came. But at the same time, you don't want to get injured. You don't want to necessarily like, yeah. you know, do things that you know you might regret comes playoffs time. So it kind of gives you this, you know, puzzling, you know, uh, equation to solve. Where it's like you don't want to do too much, but at the same time, you still have a game to play. Um, and you also got to give props to uh, the Sparks as well. I felt like their defense was really, really good. They were really aggressive on the ball. I mean, they have Jordan Canada, who's, uh, I think, I believe, like, you know, the, the best, uh, you know, uh, stealer in the, in the regular season, yeah. or if not the second one. Um, so she put a lot of pressure. Zaya Cook, I thought, uh, was pretty good as well. Uh, Clarendon and then MB uh, was also like really good on the board and you know providing that, that presence on the, on the inside so uh, you know you also have to give props to to the Sparks that came really well prepared um, but also I think that you know mentioning Stewie uh, with the Dallas game um, that's you know something that I appreciate with her it almost like doesn't matter uh, which context uh, which team uh, bottom team, top team, she's always going to play 100%. And we were discussing with another fan today about, you know, on the Fans Appreciation Day um, at the Barclays. And, you know, we were talking with a fan that got to see uh, uh, Stewie playing in high school and college and how, you know, everywhere she went, she won everything. She won everywhere she went. And she's a winner. She, she ain't... She's not here to just, like, you know, play a second fiddle. Like, she wants to win every game. And I think, like, that kind of mentality is so admirable and so incredible because she was pretty much, like, you know, carrying the team in the first half with 19 points. And if it wasn't for Stewie, I think we would be way far behind uh, in this first half. Uh, but now let's move on to the, the second half and what was definitely uh, the highlight of the game, uh, it was <laughs> Stephanie Dawson. Come on, big mama Steph. Yeah, she was incredible. Now, obviously, we know that, um, you know, she's still trying to find uh, a fitness after uh, a long absence due to an ankle injury. And we see that she's starting to gain there. She's starting to, uh, you know, be a little faster on a lateral movements, uh, you know, being able to be a good presence in the paint. But she's also a very good three-point shooter for, mm -hmm. for a center. And, uh, you know, when, when you need her to make that free, she, she's making it. The only thing we didn't know is that she was going to make five in a row at a time where the Liberty really needed it. And that really, like, fueled the Liberty's comeback. Yeah, that fueled a huge comeback. I think it was uh, 26 and 8 was the run. And so, yeah, Steph Dolson was huge for the team. Um, scoring five threes pretty much in a row. They she had the hot hand at that point, <laughs> so it's like why not keep going to her? And the odd part was is like the Sparks weren't guarding her. Yeah, that was like <laughs> that right. was that was the crazy part. It was just like she's open. They're giving her space because obviously you have Stewie on the court, you have Sabrina on the court. Even when they switched out, you have Marine on the court. Yes, they're threats. They're gonna be threats from three. You're not thinking, you're probably not thinking Steph's going to hit five threes. Yeah. But she did. And I think after the third three, they should have known, like, somebody needs to guard Steph Dolson. But, hey, we're thankful that 
they did it and she got those extra threes in and that definitely set off a good run for the Liberty to come back in this game and take this game and so kudos to Steph you know I think coming back from injury and just seeing her shoot with confidence was just a great and just an added bonus for the Liberty because they definitely have the players um, not just the starters but their bench they definitely have the players that can that can help push this game even further yeah, and uh, I just love how humble she was uh, at the end of the game when she was asked about it. Like, you know, what did she say at some point? Uh, she had her eyes closed and... Uh, yeah, she was like, uh, low-key, I just close, I just closed my eyes and, and put it up and it yeah. went in. So. Yeah, and then <laughs> what was also funny after the, the game, the post-game conference where she shared like how Sabrina came to her and was like, isn't it fun? And she was like, well, yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, because Sabrina, that's like, you know, that's like a bread and butter. Like, she does that every game. But for Steph, it's, you know, a little more uh, unusual, should I say. So, obviously, that's, that's you know, if you make five or six reads a game, that's definitely a great, a great feeling. And uh, talking about Sabrina, uh, you know, I was so happy that, you know, she turned things around mm-hmm. in the second half. And that also was a huge booster for the Liberty because if Sabrina doesn't make her shots, not that we cannot win the game, but that's definitely going to be much harder. And, uh, you know, she finally did it. She yeah. uh, broke the record of Diana Taurasi. Now, you know, if you're a little, you know, if you're a hater, you might argue that, oh, she did it in 35 games, whereas uh, Taurasi did it in 34 games. But I think overall, if we look at the stats, especially after the the Mystics games, I wouldn't be surprised if Sabrina has, on average, uh, more frees on average uh, for the season because obviously it's the longest season, the longest in the history of the WNBA, so records are going to be broken. But to get Torres' record, who's, you know, considered as one of the greatest of all time and shoot frees, like, you know, blindfolded, uh, it is a tremendous achievement and it came at a time where the Liberty really needed it and... A quarter free, and I only realized later when when the Liberty mm-hmm. uh, posted like a close up of the of the free point shot that you know she took a quarter free and the ball kind of hit the the corner of the board before it went in, so it was like very unusual. Uh, I'm not I'm pretty sure that Sabrina definitely didn't want to use the the board to make it, but what matters is that it went in. Uh, we were really happy for her. Uh, a tremendous achievement, probably like you know the the most tremendous uh three point shot uh you know of you know the season of all time like she's been amazing like she keeps improving every year uh in terms of a shot and technique and like you know before she would really struggle when uh mm-hmm. you know there was a lot of pressure on her and at the beginning of the season it was more like catch and shoots but now she's like you know off the the, the pick and roll or sometimes like creating her own space and taking a you know, quick trigger. She really like you know increase her range of shooting, and and now it's it's really hard to stop her. Yeah, and she's only gonna get better. She's only gonna go up from here. Yeah. You know, watching Sabrina since she's come in the league, you know she is going to develop. And and you know when you talk about Diana Taurasi, I look at Sabrina and think, you know, she's gonna be a reflection of that one day. You know because. She's just, it's just a few years in the league now and she's getting better and better and she's going to be 
her own legend in her own right because she's definitely improving herself in this game. And like we said earlier in the season, I was like, I didn't want to just see three-point shots from Sabrina. Obviously, we know she's a sniper at the three-point line, but, you know, that inside game definitely has to has to be developed, and she's developing that and driving to the basket and quick and, and getting these shots up and creating shots and, you know, coming off the ball a lot better. You know, I think the Sparks definitely tried to go back to trapping her, mm. you know, and double teaming that her. That was just like, yeah. man, <laughs> you know, remember of last year, you know? Yeah, that was, the, that was the thing a lot of teams did, you know, to her last year. And so I think the Sparks were trying that in the first half. And then, you know, they made, the Liberty made the necessary adjustments. So that way, you know, she wouldn't get trapped too much. Um and she, you know, she, she's a shooter. Shooters yeah. are going to shoot. Yeah. And that, you know, even though it was surprising to see her go 0 for 6 in the first half, you knew she was going to come back and she was not going to let that sit mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. She never does. And so, you know, it was great just to see her, you know, make those shots, beat the record. And you could see she had a little smirk on her face, yeah. like knowing she finally did it. And so it's just a great achievement, a great achievement at such a young age in this league, you know, just a few years in and, and already, you know, picking up such accolades and beating, like, some tough records out there. And, and it's just a great, great win for the Liberty and just all that they've accomplished this year, you know, just watching them in this game and just seeing all of the everything click and really seeing them, how they bought into their roles and just seeing it all click and work. And just like Stewie said, they're not even at their peak, mm. you know. And so they haven't even peaked yet. And so I, I'm just excited to see. I hope they stay together even after this season. I want to see them run it back even next year, no matter what happens. Obviously, we want them to win the finals. But no matter what happens, I hope they can run this back. Because I do think they're still room to grow and room to get better and they're already in our eyes unstoppable when things are clicking and they're going with pace you know when they're moving that ball with pace they are unstoppable and so you know i'm just excited to see what what comes next yeah no definitely uh so just like to conclude um you know the liberty uh literally overwhelmed the spikes in the fourth quarter with freeze and more intensity and ended up winning that game 96 to 89. And like you said, like there's definitely a core group that has blossomed throughout the years. It's one thing obviously to have big numbers on paper. It's another to gel as a team and, and be happy to be uh, there and, and play for one another. I know we, we know that some players made some sacrifice financially just to be able to be on that team. But we've had already a couple of good news. You know, we had mentioned Keta Ford in the last podcast that she extended her contract a little bit. The other great news this week was Benajia Laney, mm-hmm. uh, who also extended her contract uh, up until 2025. So we know that she's locked in for two more seasons for the Liberty. And, you know, the organization has been full of praise of Benajia. Uh, Benajia took a little pay cut, you know, a slight pay cut. So that shows a commitment to the team and a willingness to allow other players to re-sign as well. But New York has been a home. I mean, we, we got to see in the uh, season on like where, you know, they focus on Benajia that, you know, she, you know, bounced around from different teams despite her level. Uh, she had a couple of, you know, serious injuries uh, and then, you know, got cut from teams. 
and you know the the bubble season during the first year of the pandemic was a breakout season for her when she ended up being the most improved player and after that signing for New York it was the perfect fit it, it, it felt like it was meant to be that mm-hmm. she she's the definition of New York when I see her for me she's like she was representing New York the her toughness the way she plays the way she never gives up the way she gives everything uh, I'm so glad that you know she decided to resign and because she could have you know tried the you know the, the the free agent markets and I'm sure a lot of teams would have been happy to try to recruit her especially and, for that defense yeah I mean defense and also what she brings on offense I mean she yeah. really improved a three-point shot and, and that corner free is deadly and she could do so many uh, things uh, on the court that she's not just a defender she's not just a corner free shooter she attacks the basket as well she finds the mismatch and how to take advantage of, of, of those so you know we're so glad that she resigned hopefully uh next uh would be stewie and jonko jones who obviously are signed only for the season and uh, i really hope that they'll figure a way to uh, re-sign them because i feel like this group is special and and can uh, be out there for a long uh long run and and compete with the aces and whoever strengthen themselves for next season and so let's move on now to the last regular season game of uh, the 2023 season and to be fair for all the games today i really didn't know how it was gonna play out because there wasn't much to play for i mean uh we knew after the sparks uh lost um you know that the sparks were out of the playoff race and that the chicago sky uh, who uh, won their game that same night, uh, secure the, the spot, the last spot for the playoff. So it was pretty much uh, to decide fifth and sixth. Uh, I was trying to look at all the different tiebreakers and everything, and everything seemed to show that the Mystics, whether they won against the Liberty or lost, were still going to remain seventh. Uh, and then the Liberty, there was very little hope for them to get that number one seed. So it was kind of hard to figure out how this game was going to go. But the Mystics, you know that they've had a lot of injuries. They try to you know, get their groove in. So they were going to play tough um, and ruin probably the, the last game of the season for, um, for the Liberty. But I mentioned the Dallas Wings as being the tough matchup. The second toughest matchup, and now it turns out that this is going to be the matchup for the first round, the Washington Mystics. Uh, that could that's probably the worst uh, matchup you could have thought of for the first round of the playoffs, don't you think? It's not ideal. <laughs> um, you know, it's not ideal. But you know, every team, you know, this league, no matter where you place, every team is gonna play hard. Every team's gonna play tough. And so, for the Liberty, it doesn't matter who it is. You're trying to win a championship. Mm. You're going to have to play the best of the best out there in order to get there. And so, yeah, it's not the ideal matchup you may want in the first round. But it's what you got to do. If you can get through the Mystics, you know, I think they can take it all. So, it, you know, and and unfortunately, you know, with the Mystics, you know, some, you know, their players came back. You know, mm. Deladon is back, and and they're so, still missing Shakira Austin. Yeah. Uh, so, which will also be another game changer if she was coming back. So. Yeah, you know, we don't know if she'll be back um, in time for this playoff uh, run, but you know, we'll see. But that 
the playoffs, it's a different beast. Mm. Everyone resets. You know, for Stewie, she knows what it takes to go all the way. Vandersloot the same. Dolson the same. Mm. You know, they've won championships. You know, even JJ, she's been there. You know, she may not have won, but got into the finals. And, um, And so I think this will be a good test for them. I think with Stewie at the helm, this will be a great time just watching that leadership and seeing them go at another level because I do think playoff it's different everything yeah. sort of resets it's a different it's a different animal and I feel like we're going to see a different team oh come def- out. definitely sorry if I cut you off but definitely um uh you cannot draw any conclusion from today's game uh because you could tell like the way the Liberty uh were playing today you could tell at times that they were, you know, easy, easing off the, you know, their foot from the gas, um, because there were times where, you know, they let literally a couple of players wide open, yeah. and on the rotations, like I didn't feel like they had their usual efforts on on defense, mm-hmm. and so yes, you could, you know, give credits to the the Mystics who have a lot of good guards. But the, the, the Liberty were not playing basketball, the basketball that we're accustomed to. And also, they're definitely not playing the type of games that they will play in the playoffs. So, uh, I wouldn't be too worried based on that game. I'm definitely worried because it's, it's a tough matchup. But the way they gave freedom to uh, Britney Sykes and, and Natasha Cloud, even though they're tremendous players, I don't think the same thing will happen uh, when it comes to the first game of the playoff, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you have to tighten that up. You know, you're going to have to tighten, especially on those two players. And, you know, and I think this game, what I noticed as well was that, you know, Stewie's shots weren't really going down. They were not going I down. I think if Stewie even hit half her shots, probably, they would have won this game today. But, you know, it just ha- I'm, I'm thankful it's just the last game of the regular season. Yeah. It's not playoff. She's going to come back. She's going to do her job. I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. It was just an off night for her. And so, yeah, I think, you know, watching the Liberty, it was like the last game. They were, they were in it. But, yeah, you could tell it wasn't the full intensity that we've seen from the Liberty this season in certain games. And so, you know, maybe they were just trying to take it easy, exactly not get anyone injured because also the Mystics are quite physical. You know, mm, they're that definitely, was, that was definitely a physical game. There are definitely some plays where you're just like the ref calling common fouls or not calling a foul or, you know, especially the play on uh, Sabrina where it turned out to be a flagrant uh, one where the player literally got her around the neck. Yeah, Yeah, and so I just think that's just something, you know, they're going to be more physical and I think the Liberty just, they have to prepare for it. They haven't played the Mystics in a little bit as well. Mm. So this is probably a good test for them just kind of getting the feel of what the mystics will bring probably in the playoffs and they can get ready for it yeah i mean uh i also read that um you know usually brianna stewart doesn't necessarily do so well against the mystics so when elena donadon uh plays but to be fair this game i didn't really feel like the mystics like 
you know, defense was, you know, what caused Tui to miss all the shots. It, sh- it just wasn't going in because she had quite a few open shots. To she be had honest. open shots for um, sure. They just weren't going down. Yeah, and overall, I feel like the field goal percentage of the Liberty was not to their usual standards. Um, so they're definitely going to have to rectify that. My question, though, is that I felt like, you know, when shots were not going in, and we definitely uh, discussed that at some point during the game, I was surprised that they didn't try to feel, uh, feed it more in the paint, John Paul Jones. I think that's something that they're going to have to be careful. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this lack of variety on, on offense. And, you know, John Paul Jones has shown that now she's back to, uh, you know, MVP level. Mm-hmm. But there's times where literally she wouldn't get the ball at all on, on the inside. And I don't feel like, you know, the centers of, you know, the Mystics, you know, can really stop John Paul Jones. So... I don't know. I really hope that they, they think about it more, especially if they, you know, watch the videos of that game, that they try to find a way to involve John because defensively she's there and she grabs a lot of rebounds, but offensively she tends to disappear and that's not always a, a fault. So I hope that they change that. Yeah, you definitely saw... I just felt like she wasn't in the paint as much or as I'm used to seeing. I felt like they were sort of regressing just a little bit yeah. back to the early part of the season. Not completely, just a little bit where it would get her out of the paint and she was more kind of on the perimeter. And it was just like, she needs to stay in the paint. That is where she needs to live because, and if you're feeding it to her, she, she'll she likely get the bucket or the foul, you know, at least. And I think... That is where, you know, maybe, again, this is the last game of the season. It's not much to play for. Yes, they want to win because, obviously, they rallied, you know, in the fourth quarter. And the and the crowd was – I don't think I've ever heard Barclays this loud. It was pretty, it, pretty loud. I don't even think – we've gotten loud with Vegas and other teams, but my ears were ringing. <laughs> I was like – I've been at every home game, and my ears are... I was like... Listen, that was Fan Appreciation Day game. Yeah, so. the fans came out. Definitely, they came out. And so, you know, it was... You know, they definitely played tough. I don't think the Liberty are... I don't think in this game they were necessarily trying to lose it or trying... Because you saw them rally so heavily in the fourth and you know they tied it up and you know obviously unfortunately you called it (laughs) you might have jinxed it at the very end when you're like please don't get the ball to Sykes and that is exactly who got the ball in the end and and made an incredible shot there was not much she got up really high in the air and that shot went down so it was that was a tough shot but kudos to them for taking it yeah I mean uh, I wish I was wrong but um, yeah, like in terms of the noise level, um, you know, the Liberty made a comeback. And when, you know, when you start putting a little bit more effort and play Liberty basketball, they're really hard to stop. Yep. And it gets the crowd going. The crowd is really loud. And I cannot wait for the playoff because if that's what it's like for the last regular season game, imagine the playoff. I mean, I remember we had the chance for the first time to uh, be at a playoff game at the Barclays last season against the Chicago Sky and even though we, we lost that series unfortunately it was really really loud so I expect it to even be louder um, for the first game uh, next Friday uh, and I think that the lower level is already sold out so 
hopefully we could beat the previous records. Um, that was the last game against the, the Las Vegas Aces. But the comeback was great. You know, Vanderstroot started cooking. Uh, Stewie started making a shot, uh, her shots. Um, she got the ball on the inside, tied the game 88 to 88. And then after that, uh, the Mystics had the, the last possession. They gave the ball to Elena Donadon, an incredible block by Stewie. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, you know, not she enough to. Bounds, yeah. It went out of bounds and uh, the Mystics kept the ball. Um, so when they were during the last play, I, I saw that uh, Sandy Brandello took a timeout. Uh, because she wanted to make sure that they knew what they were doing on defense on the inbounds. There was 0.5 seconds left. But I was telling you, I was like, I bet the Natasha Cloud of Britain's side is going to get the ball and might score and, and shush the crowd. And unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. Britney Sykes has to be probably the best, if not one of the best uh, athletes of this league. She jumped so high yeah. to get that ball on the alley oop pass, um, and there was nothing that they could uh, deliberately could do. I know that Elena Donadon set a good screen to give space to uh, Britney Sykes, and unfortunately Natasha Cloud waved the crowd goodbye. Britney Sykes celebrated as if they had won the title, um, <laughs> and uh, deliberately lost. The, the crowd was quiet. All of a sudden, they checked the play. We knew that. It wasn't, you know, going to change anything that they were going to uh, accept the basket. But I really hope that the Liberty look at that last play, the way Brittany Sykes and uh, and Natasha Cloud behave. Obviously, they, you're happy to win the game, though, especially the way they did. But it's only a regular season game, and one week later, you're going to face each other in the playoffs. So I really hope that it's going to fuel the Liberty and, and, you know, remember that. And, and show up and show up um, in that game because Natasha Cloud did say after the game that she was ready, that she loved those moments, she loves playoff time, she won a title in 2019 with the Mystics. So we know that they're going to give 100%. Let's hope that the Liberty show up and give everything they got because I would hate to see them go in the first round. I know that a lot of people that are hating the Liberty uh, the Liberty, for no particular reason, would be so delighted to see them out in the first round. So I really hope that they prove that they're here to stay and that they can compete against the best and specifically the Aces. I think they can get it. You know, I think when we've seen them come out in particular, I would say against the Aces and even Dallas, you see that intensity. You see the intensity from Stewie, Sabrina, from everyone, from, you know, one through five and and so and and even from the bench so i think they'll come out different you know for the playoffs it's it's definitely going to be a different beast i think you know especially for the veteran players who have been there they've won championships they know what it takes they're going to get the other players they're all going to rally together they're not going to let this one die on home court you know they're going to fight with all they got and yeah washington's a tough team but Again, you got to play the best to get through. Exactly. And to get that championship. It's not going to be easy, you know, and even if you do beat the the Mystics, it doesn't get easier after that. So, (laughs) you know, it only gets harder until you face 
the the team in the uh, the team in the finals, which I think a lot of people figure it might be the Aces, but we'll see if Dallas yeah. can be the dark horse. We don't know if they're gonna be the unicorn. We I don't mean, know. based on the, the 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 brackets, um, I don't see how the Sky are gonna beat the Aces. So I would put my money on the Aces in two. Uh, Dallas against Atlanta, interesting matchup, but I feel like so far Dallas has dominated Atlanta and they won actually today as well in Atlanta. Um, so I definitely see uh, the Dallas Wings winning either in two or three games. And so uh, I definitely would like to see the Las Vegas Aces against the Dallas Wings. That would definitely be a, a great matchup uh, in the semifinal. And then on our side of the brackets, before talking about the Liberty, uh, the Connecticut Sun against the Minnesota Lynx. I would say, you know, Connecticut, be very careful with Minnesota. Obviously, you you would think that the Connecticut Sun will take care of business, but the Minnesota Lynx have created a lot of uh, problems for the for Connecticut. So I feel like it will be a tighter matchup than people might believe. So who knows what will happen? And then, you know, probably the 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 biggest matchup of the first round. Uh, because, you know, the Mystics were, you know, predicted to be a top four team uh, without the injuries. So it's going to be a battle. Um, and what do you think would be the, the key for, for that playoff round? What do you think would make the difference for the Liberty to, to win that series? Stewie and JJ. Mm. You know, um, Sabrina will definitely make shots, but it's going to, you have some tall players on the Mystic side. So Stewie and JJ are going to be a key. If Stewie can get those shots going down, it's going to be a game changer. You know, if everyone can contribute, that will help tremendously. So Stewie doesn't have to be the main scorer. Um, And also JJ, you know, rebounding is what's going to really affect these games. Mm. It's like, who's going to command the boards and, if you can keep JJ in the paint under the basket and hopefully, you know, boxing out and getting those boards, I, they have a really excellent chance yeah. at, at taking down the Mystics. And so it's going to be important to feed JJ. It's going to be important for her to be confident and aggressive in the paint, no matter who's guarding her. And yeah, and Stewie's going to be Stewie. So, yeah. you know, those two are going to be crucial. Yeah, and uh, for me, I think the the key is gonna be to slow down Natasha Cloud and Brittany Sykes. I feel like they they're the mm-hmm. two players that really set the tempo for the Mystics. And if you manage to uh, slow them down, obviously you could argue that this Elena Donadon, uh, but she only scored eleven points in total in the last uh, in the in this matchup uh, this past Sunday. Uh, she scored a lot of points in the first half. I don't feel like she scored much in the second half. And I feel like if you put Stewie on defense against her, um, I think that's that's a matchup that she can handle on defense. But to me, it's Natasha Cloud and Brittany Sykes. Every time the Mystics are up or, you know, sort of like dominating, it's when those two players are really active and, and you know, create, uh, making shots, tough on defense, stealing the ball. So for me, that's that's definitely going to be the key. And then the field goal percentage, you know, if the Liberty, uh, you know, shoot the ball at, you know, their normal percentage, um, I don't see how the, the Mystics uh, can stop them. So 
I really hope that the crowds will come show out and support the Liberty yep. so that we can hopefully try to get this uh, done in two games because uh, for my blood pressure, uh, it would be tough to uh, <laughs> to see a third game in uh, D.C. because, yeah, if they win one of the games in New York, the decisive game, if we get to that, would be in D.C. and that would be uh, definitely a battle. So definitely looking forward to that. And uh, what we'll try to do a little differently this time around is to try to, uh, you know, bring a podcast after each game of the playoff because obviously, uh, you know, in one week time, a lot of things can happen. So uh, be on the lookout for our podcast uh, after each playoff game. Uh, we'll try our very best to uh, provide content for you and share those exciting playoff games ahead. But thank you so much for uh, listening once again to our podcast. We're really grateful for you to take the time to listen to us. And uh, as we always say, Felicia, let's let's go, go Liberty! Liberty!